Welcome, everybody, to the best podcast in the world. Welcome to the Strength and Skills Podcast. This is your favorite host, Nick Tibuzek, and with me is Rado, the boss, Bosic. Oh, hi, everyone. <laughs> All right. Um, this is a kind of special episode as we want to give you a little look inside of what we are doing when we do actually plan blocks and um, take a look at past blocks. So what you're going to hear today is just the normal discussion of um, a classic training block of Rado himself. And we just gonna talk about it. What went wrong? What was good? What was not that good? Where do we can improve? And um, what do we need to implement into the next block? Um, maybe a little bit to let you know before. Um, what is very important here is to say, um, Rado is a very experienced athlete. So he knows a lot about himself. He's uh, an athlete who's always pretty objective with the stuff um, that he just sees as at himself. So um, this is not with every athlete like that, but um, I hope in the future, every athlete gets to the point where he's at right now to be able to be that objective. All right, let's jump into this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, overall, I think that um, it was another successful and productive block, especially lower body-wise. I think that a lot of stuff happened there. Uh, but I think uh, one major hit uh, that was taken up was my upper body, uh, which didn't quite, um, quote-unquote, progress because of my trip to Croatia. And I had to change up the equipment there, and the bars are... Um, First of all, on pulling stuff, I don't have a good grip. And on pushing stuff, like the dip bars are so wide that it's basically impossible to keep up good positioning with power load. Um, and also, it was pretty weird for me to bench on a normal bench. Uh, so that's why also I had to reduce some weights uh, when I got here. Um, but as I said, I think that lower body wise, we are on a roll. And I'm really, really satisfied here. Yeah. Um, in terms of pulling stuff, I think that um, keeping the muscle-ups first day heavy uh, does me really well. Yeah. And keeping them RPE-based um, is also good because um, of the higher body weight now, it's really tough for me to gauge what's happening. And also because of the cut, uh, the weight fluctuations that are happening um, don't quite give me the opportunity to really progress. Mm -hmm. Um, like keeping them a seven or an eight um, in all sets. I think that that works a little bit. Um, the connection is a little bit breaking down. I think you need to retell us the last uh, two or three sentences. All right. So I said uh, for the muscle ups that um, because of the weight, weight fluctuations that are happening, um, I think it's good if we kept them RPE based and not weight based um, because it's really tough for me to gauge. Uh, what weight what weight I can move and to progressively overload there mm -hmm. keeping them um, RP based that did me really well this block you can keep that up definitely that's that's very important to to um, maybe also for the listeners um, when it comes to muscle ups um, there might be days where you uh, 
may not be that explosive as usual. And some days you may be more explosive. So an RPE-based programming on MosleDubs makes pretty much sense for a lot of athletes. Not for everyone, but for a lot of athletes. And um, in, in the, especially in the case of Rado, it makes absolutely sense as we have two MosleDub days uh, in the program and during that week. And um, one of the days is the more heavy days. Um, um, we have to say that's actually the day where he does a little bit more of um, some some weighted stuff in there. Um, and then there are some days where he has the lighter ones, um, where it's pretty much only body weight. So um, when it when it comes to that, we have the first day um, we observed that during the past blocks, I don't know how many we did observe that uh, i don't have it in mind but um we saw um when we, when we put it in front of the uh, training week he usually performs a little bit stronger in in the muscle up um that's what he already said um because we switched that up the block before to re um observe that and it works better with the with the um heavier muscle ups in front of the week and by the end of the week a little bit of more volume where um he just is a little bit better with that. When you when you hear some sounds in the background, that's because I'm in the gym and uh, people are dying behind me. <laughs> yeah, and also I think um, important to note is I think this is the first block that we did, no, second one, uh, that we did a pushing training before pulling trainings. Mm -hmm. um, and I definitely feel like um, the push training the day before uh, on my muscle ups, so that's another reason to keep them up. Yeah, definitely, because the um, will definitely be a little bit tired when you push before, and um, that's what we also see in the pulling performance. But overall, I have to say I'm I'm okay, satisfied with that because um, what we definitely um, worked on is the left shoulder blade. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That was that was a little bit. I think it was the trap three that was a little bit tired and a little bit of the elevator was a little bit fucked. So um, the left shoulder blade always went up during pulling. And oh. we, we managed to work on that a lot. So yeah. that was that was pretty much the focus on that block to um, get this kind of issue back into place so that um, he can put enough power into um, the the uh, bar by keeping shoulder blades in place where we want them. So that's something that we worked a lot on in this block. Mm. Yeah. And on the second day, um, I really like the high rep muscle ups and that keeping them at three sets is perfect. Three sets of five uh, really like gives me um, a nice combination of intensity and also like the opportunity for my technique. And as you noted, uh, like for uh, pulling stuff in terms of uh, pull-ups, I think that it's also good to um, also keep them RPE-based, even this block, because I still feel like I need some more time to get this um, scapular thing working and get it consistent. Because on some days, I still feel that my it's actually my right side that's uh, working a lot more um, in terms of elevation. So um, keeping it RPE-based, block two um it's a good idea and aiming for higher reps uh, like um, sets of six to eight 
um, to limit me in terms of um, choosing the weights, you know, so that I don't overload. Absolutely. I think also the rep range is a pretty good one for you because you can definitely, um, it's it's not not a big rep range where you might lose uh, control over over it, and um, it's still enough to bring up the volume for some more hypertrophy and um, bring some blood flow in there. So um, I think that's that's a good way for you to to go there um, with that rep range. Um, mm. In terms of the assistance exercises for the um, upper body pushing and pulling, um, how did you how did you feel the transfer from from um, um, as an example the neutral pull ups and one on um, rows into um, the stuff that we were doing? How was the fatigue? Yeah, I think that uh, we managed quite well um, the overall volume. I, I didn't feel like it interfered with my upper body stuff. I felt like I was able to recover and also get the benefits from assistance stuff. So we can definitely, um, I mean, like maybe switch up uh, some of the assistance stuff so that because I think that adds the same stuff uh, in the previous one, in the previous block, um, just so we kind of get some variety in here. Um, you know, um, but I really liked the fact that Arch pull-ups are back in the game. Really love those. Uh, what we can maybe do um, to like tackle the scapula issue even more is maybe bring up some tempo work uh, on the way down on the negative, or maybe some pauses at the top. I really feel like that always helped me um, when it comes to um, not only fixing issues but also feeling my musculature a lot better uh, and thus a better. Absolutely, I think um, what we also did. Um, while planning this one was uh, a little bit decreasing the stress on um, the um, trabitius him, himself uh, mm -hmm. so that is it's not too fried so that uh, the elevator doesn't uh, pull the shoulder blade up that much because of course we still have to do some pushing work and of course doing some some upper body uh, uh, some some vertical uh, pushing work so um, that always fries uh the tra traps there but um we always have to to keep the volume at the right pos position <laughs> um to not fry the muscle too much and still being able to perform a little bit and giving the right stimulus to the body because uh not training is of course no option um and i think we managed to to bring the volume for that uh, muscle part pretty pretty good um What I would like to bring in for the next block a little bit more is some some vertical pulling work, one arm a little bit more to um, let the scapula work a little bit more. So um, what I was thinking about was um, just um, just from when I'm hanging from from a passive into an active one um, to bring that by the end of the workout as an um, accessory workout uh, part um, in dead off let me see that um, i think it was um something like the um oblique ring plank knee races because um what we do have is a lot of stress on on the um core because of the heavy uh, back squats and deadlifts and it was clearly to see that um core is still strong enough but next block we will definitely push a little bit more with the uh, lower body as we are still um, rebuilding 
all the shoulder girdle stuff in the upper body so the, the, the it will not be that heavy for the upper body um, mm. for you um, so we definitely can increase volume there but we should keep in mind that we don't fatigue the core too much at that point because the deads and the back squats will get pretty heavy during the next block so that's some uh, why we can definitely um, cut the um, specific core training out there and bring in um, something that's specific for um, the the shoulder blade right there but what we definitely have to keep in mind is that we don't fatigue it too much so we're going to keep it with an rp of six or seven something like that um, it's just for bringing in um, a little bit more of the um, connection from the brain to the muscle in there so that everything works well um, when in summer probably in summer i think mm. by, by july we, we're gonna have uh, the problem fixed yeah absolutely right i think that's basically it in terms of pulling stuff and so we can go over to the dip and the bench press yeah um yeah it's felt good and that they're definitely improving uh what i do feel is that i uh, that we need some more practice uh, in terms of maybe tempo work so maybe adding some pause dips or one three tempo dips i think that um that would definitely help me because i feel like in the bottom of the dip i might have um quote-unquote stability that i should have i don't know why that is the case but just this block i didn't quite feel like manage it at the bottom was it because of the a uh, little bit wider um, parallel bars that you have in Croatia, or was it? Um, yeah, abs at home? absolutely. It was um, the case because of that uh, mostly, uh, but also in Germany. I don't know. I feel like uh, at the start of the block, I just get uh, the hang of it. Um, they just weren't feeling quite right, and also uh, the scapular issue transferred there too. So I had like quite a one, quite a one asymmetric dip at the bottom so like that's why i thought that maybe adding some, adding some tempo work so that i have the opportunity to spend some more time at the bottom of the dip and just see like all right so this is the position i have to be in you know to be symmetric uh, both sides um that's why i felt like um would be a good add-on absolutely you know? I think what we're going to do there is um also like we did during the last block um, keeping the RPEs, they're pretty low um, because uh, when, when we do the tempo work, it will definitely um, give a lot of stress to the shoulder girdle as he ha it has just to stabilize it for a longer time. Um, and um, especially as uh, not everything is working right in place there, um, we have definitely to keep in mind that it will fry the shoulder girdle. Uh, so intensity shouldn't be too high. We're going to keep it with uh, RPE 6 or 7, something like that. Um, maybe we're going to bring in one set of uh, RPE 8, but I probably don't think so as um, it usually leads to uh, the, the problem that... Um, you will overshoot it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. I know. Yeah. Happen. <laughs> um, mm. But like, uh, I loved um, on the first day the, the high rep dips and keeping them a bit lighter. And also um, on the second day, I think that decreasing them for 5 kg in every set, I love that. That was perfect. No, definitely keep it. Also, for me, um, what, what I viewed over the block. 
um, was um, I think the the overall volume was pretty pretty good for you. Um, mm -hmm. It worked in every muscle group, especially in the upper body. I think we hit the volume pretty right when we look at the numbers. That was um, pretty much the exactly the volume that you were able to recover, even with the um, traveling stress, and of course with the um, switching up of the equipment. And um, what I also saw was uh, definitely um, the intensities were pretty pretty right for you because they didn't lead to I'm gonna kill myself. Um, they were pretty good and you could focus on the on the lower body a lot uh, during that block and the lower body i think that's something that we're gonna come up mm -hmm. a little bit later on because right now um we also have to talk about the bench from from what i viewed was um the bench really um helped you a lot um with uh the um chest activation mm -hmm. for the dip And I think that that transferred into your dip, uh, especially technical wise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so um, um, we can still roll with the bench. Um, I absolutely love the exercise um, because it's still relatively new to me. And as you said, I really feel a massive transfer to my dip um, in terms of using my chest, keeping the depression um, on point, but also just, just like growing my chest yeah i really feel like it has grown in parts that haven't been, been tackled before so yeah roll um what i do feel like is i don't know why but my touch and go bench press is weaker than my pause bench um it could be because uh when i do touch and go i tend to do it quite fast and that throws me out of positioning you know then the bar path doesn't quite um isn't quite on point um and on the other hand when you look at the bench press uh, with a pause i really feel that i'm stable there and i can move uh, a bit more load in rep range um so i just feel like i need some more practice with the bench press you know yeah absolutely keeping them at higher reps um higher sets is that a good thing i don't know um if it is a possibility to increase frequency because we are still at four days here uh how would it look like if we introduced the fifth day um or if that would no. so connection is a little bit shit now mm. okay it's back okay <laughs> back all right all right um uh, We, we have to take a look at it um, as I don't think we can increase the frequency because um, if we do so, we're going to kill your triceps as well. And um, I think we hit the, the, the volume for the triceps pretty well during that block, especially as we brought in um, all the hands and push-up work. And um, once we, we increase the frequency on the bench press, it might interfere with that. And um, that's something I would like to avoid at that point. Um, so probably the progress in the bench press will be a little bit slower than we would love to have it. But as it is just an assistance exercise, it might be good for us um, to not focus too much on that at that point. Um, as I think on that point, we definitely can uh, say it already transfers pretty much um, into the dipping And it's it's not like it's bad. 
Um, of course, the tempo work will definitely help. And I think um, you're definitely right with the touch and go that um, with the when, when you when you do it too fast, that's the same thing that um, you see a lot um, with dipping. When people dip too fast, when they come down too fast, they're going to lose positioning. And um, that's very often a problem that people do things too fast. And at that point, it might be good if we just work on on uh, the tempo in the touch and go so that you just uh, can increase intensities there by focusing a little bit more on the technical side on that. Um, that might be that we maybe have to decrease weight on, on the touch and go bench for uh, maybe like, I don't think it needs to be too much as I think it probably will be something like 5kg or something but for the longer term it will lead you to the to the right positioning a little bit better and we're definitely gonna um, increase the weight long term a lot more than we would have with the shittier positioning <laughs> yeah but like uh, the rest um so in terms of accessory stuff pushing up robotic chain this block so that there's no reason to switch up yeah it worked pretty well um yeah. it might be that i might bring up a little bit of work there um just just switching up a little bit of accessories so that you definitely have some some changes but it definitely hits the same muscle stuff um as um i like you to to yeah don't get into the the board stadium yeah yeah they just i don't know maybe that was the wrong english word but i don't care you got me <laughs> all right um, let's go yeah, i mean lower body yeah lower body it, it was um we hit we hit the nail with this one um back squats doing a one once a week low bars the second time doing high bars was awesome for me i really feel like uh, this allows me to stay healthy because uh, two times doing low bar doesn't quite allow me to, um, you know, recover all that well. Yeah. And the high bars uh, just don't give me the opportunity to load. Uh, so we can stay with that. Um, the low bars in the first day, that's hitting a seven and then decreasing by the percentage is awesome. Um, so we can stay with that too. Uh, what I would change in this upcoming block is with the high bars. Um, instead of having uh, the, the the weight consistent in all sets, uh, maybe having one top set and then decreasing uh, to like sixty to seventy percent of the estimated one rep max. I think that we had that in the previous one, and that worked well for me because uh, in my head it's really tough to like do a set of 10 or a set of nine on the high bar and then like do two more sets <laughs> kills me completely i think really what's hard. very important to say for that one is did you hit the first set too heavy i, I was really trying to stay realistic and I, I did keep it at a six but like the other two sets i mean it's sets of nine to ten reps oh, that's that's not really I mean, because um, with that setup that we have right here for the listener, that's a setup a setup of three sets of nine, um, having um, the RPE of six, seven, eight. So usually that um, in in that case, it, it would say that's that's straight sets, 
and the last set is the one that gives the right stimulus because then you're a little bit more tired and that's usually when when you have the the rpe8 in there um this is only possible if the 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 athlete himself is very very honest with himself and i'm i'm guilty of of being not too honest with myself at that point because I'm doing the, pretty often the same stuff there. And um, so sometimes you have to talk to the lifter. How do you feel with that? And Radu already said it helps him mentally to have one heavy set and then some lower uh, back off sets with lower intensities as then there is just one time a heavy set and not three times a moderate heavy but still heavy set <laughs> yeah, absolutely all so, right i think we can bring that up but we also here we're not gonna bring up the um, intensity of the first one too high as we probably gonna stay with the seven or something like that because it's accessory um no it's not accessory but it's kind of assistance to the low low bar squad yeah and um i want you to have the one Uh, day in the week where you definitely squat a little bit more heavy and the other day um, shouldn't be too heavy as uh, if we do so it will interfere too much with the um, um, deadlifting that we are doing and that's also pretty heavy where we are right now and we have to keep in mind how much it's gonna gonna fatigue you yeah sure um yeah i mean for the deadlifts um can still roll with the sumo. Um, it was great this block that I didn't unload the posterior chain all too much because I mean I, I didn't quite have a second deadlift variation because we did bent over rows. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know if you feel like we have space for adding in a one more posterior chain movement in there because I really miss RDLs. If that's possible, uh, that would be great. If not. Uh, we can still roll with the bent over row because I feel like I have a lot of benefits from that movement. I would say, from from what what we learned through through the last um, blocks, I wouldn't bring in the RDA right now. Mm -hmm. Of of course, you you like it and you would love to do it, but um, on on the one hand, of course, we have this. It has to be fun and all that stuff. But I think. It's also very beneficial for you to have one day a week where you don't have the heavy lifts. And I think we both know how much it takes from you mentally oh, yeah. four days a week, heavy lifts. Um, we, we, need, we need to keep that in mind that it will fatigue you mentally a lot to have the RDLs in there because we both know how hard you can go there. And um, we still have the Nordic curve variation in there with that... Um, in mind that's definitely something that hits the hamstrings a lot and with the bend over row that's still something that um leads uh to some 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 spine um stabilization and mm. that's something that we definitely uh we need to keep in mind that we don't want to to kill the spine but i think with the bend over row And the um, Nordic curve variation at that point, it works pretty well for you right now. I, yeah. Actually, I wouldn't switch that day up. All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean for that. Um, the only question I have is in terms of rep ranges for lower body stuff. You said 
uh, be a bit more intense this block. Uh, so what can I expect in terms of rep ranges at the lower bar squats or the sumo deadlift? Because on the sumos I had sets of eight now, and that's that's a complete massacre. Um, for the sumo deadlift, we're definitely gonna say um, as we had uh, sets of eight right now, we're definitely gonna bring that down now. Um, also, because we need to, because when we look at the technique that you have right now, it's a pretty good technique on the sumo deadlift. But when you look at it, um, when you still keep on doing the sumo deadlift technique that you're using right now, it's going to kill you once we go to the really heavy weights. And um, you just pulled 220 for eight, which is called, I think, something like a two, 270 um, estimated 1IM, something like that, if I have that right in my mind. Um, uh, I, I would like you to um, being also really able to pull that And for that, we need the right technique. And for that, we need to bring up the intensities for that. Um, so we're going to lower down um, the, the rep ranges here. Um, not too fast. For the next block, it's probably around five. Uh -huh. um, and in, in summer, it's probably going down um, in July and uh, August down to um, four, three, two something like that so we got we're gonna have a big pull in summer i love it. <laughs> That's great. um with the um back squats when, when we look at the back squats um that's the stuff uh where it's get where it gets pretty interesting right now because um also the numbers here are pretty pretty high and we do have a good volume of, of uh, back squats right now. Um, I would like to keep the numbers a little bit bigger with the hyper back squats um, because I think that helps you a lot to uh, bring in your quads a little bit more into um, the um, lower squatting but we're definitely going to decrease also the numbers in, in the lower one. Um, That, that was planned for, for uh, the, the, the summer as we actually have absolutely no idea what's going to happen with um, the competitions this year. If there are competitions, um, it's probably going to be in fall. So they, they said it's probably going to be maybe a competition in October. And um, we if we already have a little bit of lower rep ranges, something like five or four in summer in August. Mm -hmm. um, we are in the perfect situation to push into the competition um, the right way. So that's probably the stuff that we're going to do here. So um, coming down with the rep ranges slowly but steady um, will be probably the right um, uh, thing here. But what we are definitely going to do is still keeping the set volume in the way that we keep the overall same rep, um, amount of reps that we have right now. So when we drop down uh, by um, one or two reps doing um, this block, we, we're going to bring up another more set. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. I know that's gonna be mentally hard, but it could be that I, I'm 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 thinking about to bring up another high bar squat um, set in there um, because I know the low bar is already on about four sets on that day, and um, actually yeah. when when we bring up the weight too much, we will interfere with the with the sumo deadlifts. And we, we're gonna um, interfere too much with um, the overall fatigue. So we have to 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 just keep in mind. Okay, when we cut the reps, we probably have to bring up a little bit little bit of um, of of the set volume because uh, on that point we already have all the data of. Um, what works very well for you in terms of volume and intensities and that we still have to keep that in balance for you so that uh, we have the best outcome um, overall. Yeah, makes absolute sense. All right. So, I, mean, uh, um, I don't think we're going to switch up the deficit Bulgarian split squats for you. Because no, and also please keep uh, the belt quads in there. I love them; they're great, and the <laughs> are also really awesome. So, yeah, lower. Uh, the only thing that <laughs> I'd like to be changed is the Staller stands. Good mornings uh, sets of sixteen to twenty reps. I hate that. I ha have that for two blocks already. And please push that up. <laughs> Either lower the reps or change up the exercise because <laughs> I can't do that anymore. <laughs> Ah, that's that's the uh, okay. I, I think we can definitely switch that up. Um, I think they did their work. Um, they helped a lot with um, bringing up a lot of blood rush into the area that we want to have the blood rush. And um, I think if we switch that up into something that is, um, you, you know, the German word. Ah, eh, let's say it in another way. Um, it would be good to, to switch the, uh, um, the exercise selection here up from something that um, definitely goes a little bit into spine um, stabilization, a little bit more into the direction of something that doesn't have to stabilize the um, uh, spine too much. So it is probably something... Um, maybe a hyperextension variation that brings a little bit more stress into the hammies. That that was something I had in my mind, but um, for that, we probably would need another um, hyperextension machine or a better setup for that. Let, let me think about it. Um, yeah. It would be probably a good idea to bring in one... Uh, one leg hyperextension work on a hyperextension machine because that's the right angle for that. But um, if you, yeah, the, the problem will be you don't have that at home. So um, I'm gonna gonna have to think about how we're gonna um, bring in that in a way that we have stress enough on the hemis, not that much stress on the back, and um, still having the right stimulus. And mm. I would like to avoid the leg curls. Yeah, sure. We can sure. Because I want the glutes in there too. That's that's actually mm. the most important. Yeah, that's. 
because uh, we, we need the glute max in there, not the glute mid. And um, we definitely need it in, in, uh, uh, in a combination with the hemis. And that's why we need the, um, the right exercise selection at that point. <sighs> Absolutely. I think a good idea would actually also be some swings. Some kettlebell swings would be a good idea, but we don't have a kettlebell. <laughs> All right. Um, I think for that, most of the stuff we have in there, is there something else you um, also really didn't like in the exercise selection? Is there something in the assistance that we need to switch up or something? No, I mean, I really like program, as I said. It's just that these things that I noticed brought the block. Other than that, it was great. That's perfect. That's very, very good. All right. I think for the listeners, we have it all right now. So as you as a listener now have a little bit, a little insight into how we, how we talk about um, the block stuff and how, how we do manage um, uh, stuff like that in, in, a, in a good conversation with an athlete, because for us, it's very important to be very close to the athlete, to know what's up, um, how do you feel with the training and all that stuff. So that was a little example how it can look. Hope you liked it. And if you liked it, let us know. Um, if you have any questions about it, let us know. Shoot us a message on the Strength and Skills podcast. And um, if you're interested to work with us, always feel free to check out bar-bellcoaching.de slash links. Let's get it on. Have another productive week of training. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the sun and have some good food. Goodbye.